Now we're recording. What? Let's switch over to mint green. Oh my god, that's so fucking. <laughs> this that actually kind of makes the movie work. Well, mint green is the color of the show. Oh, there we go. We're on L I W John Frankenheimer review episode seven. 99 and 44 out of 100% dead. I don't know how you say this title. <coughs> that title is the worst title ever written. It's a terrible title, but I I <laughs> like the movie a lot. I think I might have loved this movie. Well, we'll discuss that. I just want to say <clears throat> yeah. the only copy you can find in this movie is on a double feature with a Jason Miller movie called The Nickel Ride. I don't know what that is. That's probably worth about $500 in your hand. No, I bought it for like eight bucks on Amazon yeah, but, within the last yeah. year and a half. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But the poster's kind of cool. Yeah, well, they're doing that Roy Lichtenstein art. Yeah, but they have uh, Richard Harris yeah. on the back here with his everyone's aunt haircut. <laughs> he and... does have that haircut. Hello, Buffy. Muffy. Okay. I, I. How do I set this movie up? 1974. I... I don't think he can. <laughs> John Frankenheimer, not the best point in his career. Um, it's it is not as bad as I thought it would be. Hearing the fact that it's a John Frankenheimer comedy, who who does not do comedies. Well, he said it's not a comedy. He says he doesn't know what it is. Uh, that see I, when I hear that and I saw that and I was like, that sounds like drugs to me then. But I don't think he did. I think it was the source material. I think it's the source material. It's Richard Harris saying, you know what? I'm going to play this like a badass. I'm going to play this wacky character as a badass. Because his two guns are uh, two flowers. And he says, it's my garden. He calls it his garden. I will admit, I watched this movie this morning. I'm sitting here watching it. I'm like... I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like a James Bond. It reminds me more of the Woody Allen Casino Royale movie than an well, actual it, James Bond movie. It actually oddly reminded me of Miller's Crossing well, the most. My first note is... Let's scroll down to my notes. Um, well, it says man thrown in the water, lots of bodies, things written on cement, car... My very next note about that scene is this feels like a Terry Gilliam slash Coen Brothers movie so far. I like the opening yeah. because it was establishing their gang war. This is where the gang war victims go. This is and it's all in the one river. Like the river's littered with bodies. Yeah. And and people who are stoolies and pigeons, they're liars and cheaters. And and at the end, you know, he throws his his wife, his girlfriend, his gumar into the water. <laughs> Like there's some good stuff. There, there's some interesting stuff in this movie. It's just I don't think Frankenheimer totally knew what it was because even in the art in the trivia, his quote is, I, "I I don't like this picture. I don't know if it's a satire. I don't know if it's a crime movie. I don't know if it's an action movie. I don't know what it is. I just I just don't like it." He kind of said like, it, "I guess it's a parody of action movies or like a satire of action yeah. or uh, gangster movies rather." It, 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 it's it is not. Is it? It's no. not. The yeah. opening scene is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The opening scene and the ending scene are the same. You know, the, the, the little they're, bookends. They're nice uh, bookends. Yeah. But you, 
this is going to be it, really tough for me to describe because it's it's kind of all over the place while at the same time is. not having much of a story. Well, it's a very simple story. It, it's there's a crime war. Richard Harris is like the number one badass. He's the he's the gunslinger who takes care of the mess. He's the fixer. Uh, Uncle Frank is the is the one boss, and then the other boss is Big Eddie, something like that. Is that what it is, Uncle Freaking Big Eddie? Yeah, yeah. And Big Eddie's the young guy who's trying to up and come and take over the the city, and um, it's basically like the the idea is this happens every ten years. Somebody tries to take over, so there's always a war. So like there's gun you know gun battles going off and on, and that was a funny opening because you have that that sort of chase, the car chase in the beginning. Where it's on the docks, yeah, and then there's like all of a sudden fifty guys come out, they're all shooting the car, and it's it's just the big gang war that happens, and the car flies off into the river, and that's where more bodies are piling up in the river, and then Richard Harris is called in because Uncle Frank needs Richard Harris to save the day, basically. Yeah, there the opening scene itself has a bookend because yeah. the very first thing we see is funny because yeah. it's it's two mobsters in a car, big ass Cadillac thing. I don't know if it's actually a Cadillac. I'm not a car guy. But they drag a guy out. He has cement boots on. And it's like really slow. They drag him over to the water and they just throw his ass in. And he's almost like, wee, like going to the bottom. And then the camera's like pans over and you see a bunch of other people, like 15 other people. And then yeah. voiceover kicks on where he's like, and it's almost like, a, like down here in the murky depths we see, and like that sort of thing. But he's just like, but it's way, way more laid back. And I don't remember what he says exactly that part, but he's kind of like describing what what happens and why everything's down here. And he cuts and it shows like roulette tables that were fixed that they threw in the water yeah, and yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Like machines and cars and the fishes. Are, he's like, and the fishies nibble at them. And we see the fish going through the car. And it's fun. There's awkward voiceover throughout the whole yeah. movie. Just, I think that might be why you get pulled out of the movie. It, if they, yeah, who's, I think that was a who's doing the voiceover? Well, yeah, Richard Harris is doing it, but for who and to why? It's but like what? there's no point. Yeah. Well, maybe that was the film, the desperation at the end, because like after the movie's complete, they're like, what the fuck? What are we doing with this movie? We have to explain what's going on with voiceover, because this makes no fucking sense. What's ha- I don't know what's happening. What's happening? Have Richard Harris explain it to me. Yeah, and then we see the two guys who threw the body in there, and they drive away, and they start shooting another guy, and they all chase each other. And then eventually that car goes in the water and you know, they're dead and they float to the bottom. And then we see, we see another section of cars where he's like, and then it gets racist where he's like, yeah, down here is where like the Puerto Rican rum runners and the blacks are down and the Jews. It's like, Oh my God. (laughs) And then he brings it up again later when he's talking about all the gangs coming together, the kids, the Jews from the South, the, the Negro from the North, the, the, the black boy, the black kid from the, the Bronx all coming together to try to make their name. Which pays off at the very, them, very end, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And even that's like, oh, never mind. We're not doing that story. No. And it's very, well, it just shows you how badass Richard Harris is, because all Richard Harris has to do is this. Oh, shit, hold on. I just lost my leg. I'm doing what he did. I, yeah, I got the little, no, no. I, I got it right here. I got, the, I got it all. Hold on. Oh, okay. He didn't look like that, but oh my God, Richard Harris! <laughs> he looks like my He's aunt. Got a gun! 
He looked at my soul. He looks like my great aunt Sheila. Uh. Sheila, no, my aunt, <laughs> yeah. no. God damn, his hair in this movie is yeah, ridiculous. But I guess the woman Buffy is his wife in real life. This is the first. Yeah. This is the movie where they met, and I guess uh, they were married for a while, divorced. Like but she years, never. Yeah. She always said he was a good man to her, even after the divorce. Was her mentor, and I think just he was a boozer, so he probably couldn't keep it together very long in the in the bedroom or in life. Yeah, he. Uh, he Richard Harris has a very interesting career. Yes, he does. Because he's good in this. He really is. Yeah. Um, Richard Harris is good in everything. He's the first Dumbledore, if you're case you're wondering who the fuck he is. I know him mostly from, what's his name, from Unforgiven? Yeah, uh, um, he's the Brit guy that comes to Unforgiven. Yeah, he's got his own, like, uh, fucking... The the Queen. (laughs) He's got his own uh, biographer on hand. But he's great in that movie. He's great in a lot of stuff. And he's just one of those actors that's always been around and then... He played Dumbledore for two movies, and then uh, obviously, you know, he Michael died. Gammon took over. But he, he died of, of alcohol poisoning. Guess <laughs> he was like Oliver Reed and just drank all day. He was in a, a lot of Shakespeare stuff. Yep. But yeah, he, he's good in the movie. The problem for me is tone. It's all over the place. It, it is, is all over the place. From even in the same scene, where yeah. I'm like. If they would have stuck with the comedy that they're doing in some of these scenes, it would have worked really well. Like this would have been a fucking tight movie. Yeah, it really, I really would have enjoyed it. I think I'll actually enjoy this more on second viewing than most of a first viewing. <laughs> I was like trying. I'm like, I don't know. tuning out. Now, now I, I watched it on the computer because I had the flash drive, so yeah. I, I wanted to watch it on the big TV. But I was like, oh, it's not here. Whatever. And I was like, oh, I was. I think because I wasn't expecting much of it, I was like kind of dreading to watch it, and then I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. And just there's a, just, there's interesting thing. It's an interesting movie. There's weird, like Richard Harris has a subplot with a guy with a with his hand that he ripped off, <laughs> yeah. and so this guy has Doctor or James Bond gadgets for his hand. Like he's got the Enter the Dragon hands. He's got swords. He's got whips he's got a flower on it once he's corkscrew corkscrew that was that was a good part corkscrew worked amazingly yeah the the first time we see uh richard harris's character who is harry crown and i was like harry and i looked it up i'm like oh i'm thinking harry brown that that michael kane movie he did that's what i almost thought this was it was a prequel to i thought it was like one of those british characters that are in novels you know there's a yeah, ton of yeah, them. yeah. thomas crown affair something like that i don't know yeah. or uh what's his name that matt damon played and oh ripley uh, ripley i thought it was one of those things where just like different characters playing throughout the years yeah uh but no well, different green story different character uh but yeah. yeah he gets a phone call from uh Edmund O'Brien playing Uncle Frank, who's like a gangster leader. And this is when it starts to remind you of Miller's Crossing. Yeah. You get him, you get the other guy. Brett, uh, Big Eddie is barely in the movie, though. He's but You see him for one scene, and he shows up at the end, that's it. Yeah. And that's it. That, that was a big problem for me. Because if we're supposed to be, he's going against him, I want to see yeah. throughout the whole movie, kind of like Heat or something. You know, you want to watch them going against each other, but no. Two scenes, and he's goofy as fuck when he dies. When he's what goofy the... as fuck with all his guys in black outfits, <laughs> he, and they're following us, he's like, he stops them, and he walks with a cigarette or a cigar. Are you gonna join me? Are you gonna are you gonna work for me? 
I got you want a Cuban? I get him from the kid who gives him to Uncle Frank. <laughs> yeah, he's like that. Keeps him he's kind of yeah. He's like a psychotic villain who's just he's gonna win. He knows he's gonna win, so he's acting the part. But there the 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 scene where they put the girl baby in the classroom with the bomb. That was really well done. That was an awesome scene. Yeah. That was some, like I said, it's got really good bits in it that elevate this movie. And I, I don't know why it has a 5.6 on IMDb. I feel like this could, this should be like a seven on IMDb. Well, it's like, it's, you'll find out in a little bit here. <laughs> oh, you got your notes. When we get the ratings. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> cause people are going to, you read the reviews or no, my review. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I do want to say, take a pause here. Um, when I saw Edwin, Edmund O'Brien show up as, as Frank, I was like, Adam loved him. Remember how much you talked about him in the Seven Days of May episode we did? He loves yeah. uh, One of his favorite movies was uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Yeah. And, yeah, this, I was like, oh, man. he. Oh, I didn't I didn't know he was in this movie. And I was like, oh, Adam would have loved this. So that would that's another bummer here. Yeah. But... Because I'm sure he was dreading this too. Yeah, see, this is not I mean, just the title is a turnoff. Oh, Adam would have hated this movie. I don't know if he would have hated. It. I think. I think he would. He I, hates I, whimsical I, shit. Remember? I was gonna say it's too whimsical for him. I was gonna say we just said Coen Brothers. Too whimsy. Yeah, he would have hated it. He hates the Coen Brothers. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. How can you hate the Coen Brothers? I don't I know. Adam's wrong. He's, he's out of his mind. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> he's out of his mind. I'm no, glad we're having fun about the whole Adam thing right now because next week's going to suck. Yeah. Because, yeah, at least one episode's going to suck when we do the, the Eye of the Beholder because yeah. that's the one we're all going to talk because Frank's going to be on. Yeah. That one's going to suck. So let's have fun about it now. Yeah. Adam, you were wrong. So wrong about the Coen brothers. They're so awesome. You can't. can't do it. Big Lebowski's funny. I don't, I don't know what to tell. I just. I think he just heard it was funny for so long. I didn't really know. get into film until later in life. So by the time no, he was watching movies in the nineties when he was in the navy. No, but he said like he got in like really got into it later. So I don't think he was yeah. watching like that sort of stuff. So when he finally saw it, he's probably got it hyped to death and was like, ah, it's uh, maybe. But because I'm trying to think when I first saw it, I think it was on video. I just rented it like '98 when it came out. Like it came out what? It was late 98, so 99 probably came out on video. That's when I saw it. And I loved it the first time I saw it. So it's like, I don't know. I just... probably saw it in 99, like later, yeah. just because I live in the Midwest and you don't get shit till way later. So yeah. I probably saw it then because I remember seeing it with friends in high school. Same thing with American Psycho. We watched yeah. that. We saw the trailer and it looks like you see him peeling off the mask. And I was like, oh, he's a fucking serial killer. Okay. Yeah. Christian Bale's a serial killer. And we watch it and we're like, we're like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is yeah. a second time I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is genius. Okay, now I yeah. get it. Yeah. I showed it to that, the girlfriend the other day. She's like, this is stupid. Like, what am I watching? I'm like, watch it five more times and you'll yes. love it. I was like, but the problem is I had to keep changing the channel for all the funny shit because the kid was in the room. And I'm like, oh. so his sex scene where he's, yeah. <laughs> I had to change no it. No child should be you know, seeing that shit. Don't just stare at it, Sabrina. Eat it. I can't, we couldn't watch any of that shit. Not to be shocked. By the time he got to feed me a stray cat at the end, she was asleep. I was like, that's the best line in the whole thing. <laughs> he has the gun to the cat's head. What are you doing? No, uh, what was the homeless guy's name when, when he kills him? He goes, what's, uh, what's your name? Oh, you're a kind man, sir. <laughs> uh, Carl, yeah. No, I'm going to give you a job, Carl. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you off the street. I'm gonna help you out. You're a kind man. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Carl? You I got nothing like in common with you. You smell like shit. You smell like shit. Samson. Oh God. Yeah. See, that's where you can kind of the blind blurs on that movie. Because is he really doing that? Is he killing homeless people? I think and that's as far as he goes. Yeah, or that's kind of how I we talked about it the other day. We'll get yeah. back. We'll get back to this movie, but we're gonna talk about American Psycho because it's one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, we talked about it the other day, and I mentioned it's all in his head. I, I forgot. Head, I wasn't yeah. thinking about the homeless guys. Yeah, I think he might have killed some homeless guys, and the rest Maybe. is in his head. Like everyone evolving people he knows mm-hmm. is a spinoff from that. He probably stamps some homeless guys, though. Because the the, 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 the reason why it, it, it's all in his head is because it's in his his ledger. And then, uh, what's her name, reads it. Brown Bunny Girl reads it. And she's like, oh, my Chloe, God, he's a fucking psycho. Chloe Savini. Chloe Savini, And he's yeah. from America. Uh, he's he's, an, a, si- he's an American <laughs> homicidal man. Yeah. only is a way to word that quicker and, and catchier, snappier, and you know? Sell it. Sell uh, it as a thriller. Uh, uh. Like I could picture it on a novel name. Uh I got nothing. He's a he's a psycho from America. That's the best way I can say it. And that book pissed so many people off when it came out. Everybody was so fucking mad. I was mad because I was bored to tears. The book's boring, but Brian boring. Austin. Uh, what's his name? Brian Easton Ellis. He is boring, but uh, Lunar Park, I think, is one of his is amazing. I'm surprised it hasn't been made into a movie. That's a great book. He he's or, one of those people who's I'm wrong. I need to read it again. He's one of those people who's out of his goddamn mind and not in a fun way. He's angry at fucking everybody. And everything he, he makes other than American Psycho is pretty shitty. No, but if you watch his interviews, he's pretty normal. He's kind of down to earth. He's kind of funny. Until you until he starts getting into like like conversations with people. Like he gets deep, he gets fucking nasty. And he like lashes out. And you're like, calm the fuck down, dude. Why are you getting well, yeah. he yells at random strangers online. Like, calm the fuck Co- down. He did a lot of cocaine in the eighties, what do you want? But <laughs> Poor I, bastard. his one movie that has like uh what's her fucking name? Uh Herbie fully loaded girl. Oh, the Canyon, yeah, no, nobody talks about the that. The Canyon That's Paul Paul Schrader movie too. Ugh. It is so unwatchable. And it's like it's borderline porn, and that's what he's going for. And he, he it is borderline because the guy's a porno star. Yeah, the one guy is the I yeah. forget his name, but it's fucking horrible. It's it's not fun. No, but yeah, I, I started reading that book because I love the movie, and I'm like twenty pages in. I'm like I'm still reading about cards and and yeah. colors of salmon, and and oh no, I'm done. And it's a th- like fucking thick book. Yeah, it is. Well, that was back when everything was more literary. Now it's not so much. It's more streamlined. Any kind of story is, is to the point, I think. Then in the 80s, you had to fill pages, I guess. So like it's, Stephen King. It's his Canyon book, if he writes that. Just, Lindsay Lohan sucks his dick. He comes on her chest. She shows her titty with her big pink nipple. He, Herbie, fully unloads on her chest. <laughs> I wish I would have been able Ugh. to do rules of engagement. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. What American the fuck is that? Sucked. That there is a scene where he throws up on a girl while fucking her in that in that movie. Oh, the one with uh, yeah, with uh, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, that movie sucks. Where he plays Patrick Bateman's younger brother. Yeah, and it's or like cousin. Why is his the, brother or cousin? No, it's his younger brother. His brother. Okay, he keeps talking about his older brother, uh, but. That movie doesn't work in any way. It's like the movie no. Go and Can't Hardly Wait meet. And for some reason, Patrick Bateman 
surrogate is in there. Why? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. He doesn't do anything in the whole movie. Yeah. It has no it has no connection to it. It's a boring story. It's yeah. not a terrible movie. It's just like, why is this in the same vein? And American Psycho 2, All-American Girl, with I've Mila Kunis, it. is so fucking terrible. But yeah, that, that, I have not watched that one. Yeah. <clears throat> but at least that one, I know why it got made. I think the I think uh, Rules of Attraction only got made because James Vanderbeek was huge at the time for that very brief window. Yes. And that was it. Who else is in that movie? I don't even know. Shanna Sossaman. <coughs> who Are you making up names? No, it's her name, Shanna Sossaman. Remember Shanna <laughs> Sossaman for a minute was like for two years she was in every movie and she disappeared and no one saw her again? Nope. And she was actually in my acting class for a night. I sat right next to her. Who the fuck is Shanna Shannon Sossman. She's in. She was in. Last thing she was in was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. She was the decoy girlfriend, or she was the the girlfriend who gets murdered. How do you spell her name? Oh, I fucking I don't know. She's in the Heath Ledger movie with the knight when he's in Night's Tale. Oh, Night's Tale. Um, that was the girl, the main girl. I, never, that was I never saw Sossman. that either. Yeah, it's, that's just, like I said. Oh. She was in a couple of things and she disappeared. She seemed very nice though. She was a very sweet lady. She wasn't mean or anything. She just. I think maybe she just had enough of the Hollywood bullshit and just said, you know what, fuck, I don't need this anymore. I'm done. Kate Bosworth's in it. Gross. Oh, she, no, she's still on stuff. Yeah. She was in a... I just... <laughs> uh, Wayward Pines I saw her in, and I went to the theater, and I saw Sinister 2. Oh, yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was 2015. Yeah, that's fucking she, six years ago. She's still on stuff. Yeah, she's still working. Okay, she works. She's doing a lot of TV stuff. Hitman Absolution, yeah. a video game. <laughs> okay, well, she's fine then. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I know who that is. I just didn't recognize her name right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so 99 and blah, 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 dead. Dead! Uh, 99 Loof Balloons. <laughs> yeah. So he and gets he... big. Sorry, Frank calls in uh, Richard Harris to go fix the problem. Basically, kill the other guys or figure something out. I don't know what his plan is, really. Go fix the problem for eighty I think grand. It's basically, will kill everybody. Get yeah. your job. And he's playing poker at this time, and he's kind of t- he's doing a dual conversation, really cool. And he's talking to both those guys, and uh, he does that same thing later on. But he he goes he goes from there. He's he's got a job now. He goes and visits some whore who ends up dating throughout the whole thing. Well, he knows her before. Yeah. So he's known her. He's that's his piece. That's a probably piece. in America. And then he gets he get he's walking around town. He gets shot up by a sniper, which I thought was great. And he that hides, was a great scene. and he just randomly starts shooting a car to get it to pull over. Ends up yeah. being Big Frank or Frank's car. I think I think Uncle he Frank. knew that. I think he knew that. But like you're watching this, and I'm like, w- 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 what the fuck yeah. are the odds that Frank's in there? I was like, holy yeah, shit! And then it was confusing. Yeah, this is where you get mixed signals in the sense of humor because he's like. How you doing, Harry? And he's kind of sitting outside the car. He's like, oh, that better. Bing, yeah. Bing, the guy's bing, shooting bing. at him the whole time. And he's like, why don't yeah. you get in? He's like, yeah, he's got the suicide door. And he jumps in. And they drive car. away. And then they get chased again. And the car crashes. And he's like, call me another car. He's like, yeah, we'll do, boss. It's all casual. And I'm like, <laughs> the sense of humor, not working. It's not working for me. It's just, I think, it's just such a silly thing. I wish it was like, played more silly. Well, I think it's just, it's again, Frankenheimer isn't whimsical. He's not a whimsical guy. He doesn't like whimsy. I'm fast. God damn it. I'm not doing that whimsy shit. This is stupid. 
Um, where are we? Um, okay, so yeah, the, fuck it. We cut to a guy. He's got the missing hand that you're talking about. He's he brings Jeez. in a prostitute. He's got some weird like. It's like a well, like, again, the world. I think the world building this movie is great because they go. I, I, I'm going to go see Dolly. She's the top floor of this building with the red lights, yeah. and they think the red lights are for the airplanes, but no, it's because someone's getting fucked on the top floor. Like, residents here know better. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's a whorehouse, but it, like a high end whorehouse, and the guy with one hand with his with his fucking claw arm. He brings Doctor Claw. He brings in brings in Nipple Girl. Yeah, her tits walk into the room. She's there. oh, she's there too. Oh, she's great. And she's kind of like, okay. And she gets in it. Because one girl just ran out crying. So she's like, yeah. all right, here I am. She sits down. And he's like slowly talking. You can tell he's into some weird shit. And then he, you know, gives her some gla- glass of wine. He drinks it all himself out of the bottle. And then he, uh, he puts the whip on. His little, yeah. he got that metal thing. And then we cut. And then yeah. we see uh, Harry comes in with his men. He met he met one of his, his, his best, friend, best friend throughout the whole movie. I thought it was a guy for the other gangs. He's walking, and there's a guy behind him. The guy in the white suit. He turns around, pulls out the cigar, and they sit there and talk. And I'm like... Well, because Uncle Frank gives him that guy. He says, this is Tony. He's going to fall. He's going to help you. He's going to be your guy. But I thought it was going to be like... You know. Yeah. Because it it would look sinister as fuck when he's behind him. And then, yeah, they go up in there, and they beat the shit out of these guys. And then they go in here, and then uh, that guy with one hand pulls the uh, nipple girl, and he he has the... the whip around her neck. And this is when we see Harry going to the room. And this, I have some weird problems with this movie. Doesn't it, didn't it sound like the audio just, they cut out the audio? I can't remember. Cause watch, it's. It's just so at me, are you, Zuckerman? What a thing you did. You chop off a guy's arm. Just because I mess a girl all over Frank's clean bathroom. Okay, you hear the audio, you hear the ambience in the room. Look at her eyes. <laughs> yeah, she's so fucked up. But like, <laughs> all right, somewhere around here. Yeah. No, it's before that. And that guy is now a female. Oh, without it. Okay. Harry, I'd like to leave now. I'll get there in a second. I don't remember exactly where it was, but listen. See? They just cut the soundtrack. They cut yeah, all it's got, audio. It's got that weird. Uh, it's so weird. Sixties music. But like it's nineteen seventy four. Yeah, well, and it gets even weirder later. I'll I'll cut to a scene that I was watching. I'm like, what is happening in this? I'll, I'll, we'll talk I, about it in a minute. It's a bizarro movie. That's why I kind of liked it. I don't know. It was just. I get that it, part. I agree it's with you wacky. completely. It's a wacky movie. Wacky, it's not. not the, I mean, it's not what I thought it was going to be. You know, no. that's the thing. I thought it, it says comedy on here, and I kept reading that, and I knew it was a comedy only because I follow his career, Frankenheimer. But I was like, I thought it was going to be like a full comedy, and this is like a it's yeah one foot in, one foot out comedy. And it's I was like, not yeah. If he would have went more toward the Coen Brothers and just was like, fuck it, let's have fun, everyone do what you want. This movie would have been fucking solid. Like, I would have loved this. And I think I'll like it more on second viewing, like I said. I feel like this should be remade. Like, you could remake this movie today easily. 
It is bizarre. They but made all different these title. They made all these James Bond choices. They have yeah. he's playing poker when he gets the call to go in, and then he he's got the girl on the side, and the other girl comes in that works for the for the bad guy who's you know he works for, but still a bad guy, and she's up to no good. And then we got a guy with a missing hand who puts whips on there and beats girl. Like it's all James Bond theme, but yeah. none of it is played like that, which is weird. They didn't play it. Like, we're doing a James Bond thing, you get it? Which I'm glad they didn't, but... It, like I said, this is a hard movie to describe because the tone is all well, over the place. Well, I think it stems from the title because the title is is basically referencing a shampoo commercial from the 70s. It's like a soap commercial? It's a soap. It's like 99 and 44 100 clean or something yeah. like that. Whereas this is, what, 99 44 100% dead? Yeah. So, and then yeah, they, another step on top of that is we did previously in an anthology series review, 99 and 44 of 100% pure horror. Yeah. I don't remember what that episode was, but we watched it. Was it about uh, a guy with one arm with the cat of nine tails on it and I'm, he beat women? Well, let's look up what that episode was. Talk, I can't remember either. You want to continue from here when he, he has the girl choked and what happens in the rest of that scene? Well, just, he... he um, he say, he drops the ho- the whore, and then uh, Tony, the, the white suit guy, falls in love with the whore immediately. So her name is Baby, and he's Tony. And then um, to- uh, Richard Harris is Tom and Buffy, or Tom and Buffy, yeah, because it's T and B. I thought that was interesting. So he has a girl, and, and the next scene is um, oh, yeah. Richard Harris going to the art inst- installation with seeing Buffy and she's a third grade teacher I guess which is funny and um, there's a whole like it's this back and forth love story between them which is like the crux of the movie where she's like what are you going to do now Harry when this is all done he goes I think I'm going to go to Germany I'm going to travel and she goes you want a traveling partner maybe like so are you you saying you want to spend more time around me yeah yeah yeah. so you join me yeah oi you want a drink I'm drinking. I want to drink. Have, sit down and have several hundred drinks with me. What's the big deal? He turns into the cop from that Night Gallery episode. There's a Sergeant Babaloo. Who was on this episode with us? Um, so that was episode 14 of LAW Anthology Series Review. That was me, Frank, Adam, you, and Jansen. Oh, my God. That was the bad. one about the soap. Oh, in that's a, in right. A burn, burn the Husband Alive. Well, then that means yes, they were they were referencing the same fucking commercial. We did the, exactly. We did that one over yeah. a year ago. That was June twenty third of oh twenty twenty. That's crazy. Life wow. is a blur, and I hate it. Is that what it was? That's how long ago that <laughs> yes. was. I thought that was like August of last year. Every time we talk October. about something, I'm like that was a few months. Oh, that was three years ago. Cool. Oh cool. my god, it's crazy. I just don't know how I could like possibly forget when that happened and no, why no. I don't remember that episode. I don't get I it. don't have a problem. I'm Officer Bobaloo. I'm Richard Harris. Come for me. I'm oh, Richard Harris. I got two guns. I'm a gardener. I got a rose and a chrysanthemum. I feel bad but, that um, we, we forced Adam to watch 41 episodes of the of LAW Anthology Series Review, and most of them were Tales from the Crypt. Yes, yes, that was, oh, oh man. Poor guy. 
All right. And he uh, didn't. He never saw the good ones that I tried to get him to watch. He nope. just wouldn't do it. He went to his grave thinking that show sucks. Ah, oh, he would have loved the Tim Curry one. That would that would yeah. be perfect. That would have been a great one to send off on. So whatever. Frankenheimer in the seventies, real quick, if I could. Um, starts off by doing "I Walk the Line." He was a sixties director. Fifties were TV for him. Sixties were all these awesome movies he did. 70s are very mixed bag because he started off with I Walked the Line. I've never seen it. Um, the Horseman, I have seen. Eh, it's got Omar Sharif. You know, good acting, but it's about a fucking horseman in like Saudi Arabia. No, no, I don't want to watch it. Story of a Love Story, I've never seen and I can't find anywhere. That's a strange title. Iceman Cometh, which is really solid. And we're going to do that here in a few weeks. It's Ooh. episode 9 or 10, I forget. He did French Connection 2, which is really good. Um, and then he did Black Sunday, which is really, really good. So the 70s are pretty solid. Yeah, but then we get The Prophecy in 1979. Well, that's which, the end of the 70s. Which is his one horror movie, and it's fucking bad. It's I would about say a, the 80s is probably worse. Yeah, but you expect that. <laughs> you expect it to be bad in the 80s. But the 70s is a weird mixed bag where it's like, that's really good. Why'd you do this? That's really good. Why'd you do that? Like, he must uh, have been, he, he must have knew the 80s were coming here to save his money. Yeah. He, that's why he said he did this movie. He's like, I needed a job. No. Fuck it. Divorces I aren't cheap. I can't do 52 <laughs> pickup in 84 here. God damn it. I don't know if I'll ever read that novelization you sent me, but I like that. <laughs> it's Elmore Leonard. I mean, shit, it's yeah. probably good. Yeah, it's not, it's but true. I, I saw some of the movie because it was on MGM HD channel. Those awful channels on Directv, and it, 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 the movie itself was like, Ew, this is this is pretty. Ew, I don't know about this one. This is going to be a slog to get through. Well, well part was, of the reason I wanted to do this show is because a, I want to talk about Frankenheimer or someone. Uh, B, I've only seen like three quarters of his movies. Yeah, because some of them I'm like, like this one in particular. I'm like, uh, I well, I'm, I'm glad I saw this one. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm really pleased that I, I like seeing like these really esoteric movies that nobody would probably know about except for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, but you know, I, I've always known about it. It's just I couldn't Never find a copy it. of it. Yeah, ever um, until literally until this year, I found this, and I had to fuck. I hate buying these movie pack things. Yeah, I don't like him either. And Jason Miller in, in some weird... It looks like a noir. And Jason Miller, I mean, that's another actor that's like in five movies. Yeah. And and they're all pretty solid, but just he was such a drunkard. He he had, he had fucking... Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, water brain or... Uh, Cirrhosis? Well, no, his, like he had... He couldn't remember anything because he was so drunk. Like he drank so much. His brain was mush. It's just like... On Exorcist 3, that's why they had Brad Dorf come in. Because he couldn't remember any lines for Exorcist 3. So they had to... Basically, Brad Dorf was brought in because of that reason. He couldn't carry the movie by himself. And it was so bad that the first cut of the movie, they went, Oh, no, we definitely need Jason back. So they reshot the ending with him in it. They had to have him back for a little bit. And kudos to him, because that movie's fucking awesome. Well, I love... Yeah, Exorcist 3's amazing. It's a great movie. God, it's great. That's my favorite. I can't Might believe be my favorite horror movie. See, after comedy, we're gonna do horror for for on John Carpenter review. We're doing oh, our comedy right. list, and after that, we're gonna do horror. Uh, that one's gonna be a little harder for me, I think. Comedy yeah, movies, you know, they're they're pretty they're 
particular for your taste. Horror movies, though, there's some horror movies I love that you know definitely have some bad sides to them. Or I'm like, eh. Freddy versus Jason. I love the Freddy vs. Jason. The, the greatest horror movie ever I made. genuinely watch that movie all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a funny movie. It's not supposed to be... You're not... The problem is for me, I, I'm not scared ever during a movie. So... Well, no. Yeah. It's, but it's people people are. And I'm like... Yeah. But It Follows creep me out. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they're just watching you? Like, when he goes... Yeah. At the end, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But just the fact that they're just like... You don't know who yeah. it is. That's creepy to me. The idea. Yeah. There's only a couple movies that have done that ever. So it's a little a little bit harder for me. Because I want to put Scream in my top ten. Because I do love that movie. But I wouldn't put my top ten. But yeah. Yeah. That's fine. But I love that movie. So. Yeah. It's going to be weird. What happens next? Oh. Wow. Um, oh um, <laughs> I just remembered. As I said that. He takes the girl out, he gets rid of him, and then Jake, he goes, keep, you can keep Jake. The guy that they yeah, beat yeah, the yeah, shit out yeah. that was unconscious, and then yes, he takes the girl, yes. throws her out of the elevator, and they get in there. Harry takes one last shot, and then Jake is so fucking dumb and out of it that he's like, ha ha ha. He thinks he's getting away, opens the elevator doors, falls to his death. And Richard I Harris... I think he's scared. He, he doesn't get scared, because Richard Harris right there goes, oh, ah! He doesn't then, look like, ha No, nah, he... He's lo- he looks at him because he's scared, and I and I figured he must be thinking he's gonna only jump five feet and end up being way more. Well, I, I think yeah, he thought a, the elevator cho- again. It's an odd choice. I think he thought the elevator would be still there, there with those guys. Watch, because look, he doesn't. Get, he gets he's scared. <laughs> no, he starts to laugh at him, then turns into a scream. He's like, ha ha! Ah! I don't know about I don't know about that. Did you hear him? He said, ah, ah! He, went, he started That's laughing at first. That's not a laugh. You're hearing what you want, ah, sir. Ah! I know Frank... No, I'm kidding. Um. I know Frankenheimer. <laughs> he, he told me it was a laugh. He said, shut the fuck up, kid, when I asked him a question. <laughs> what are you doing here? Get out of here, goddammit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he drive, falls to his death, and I love that Richard Harris puts us back to the elevator, and he's just like, waits, and then he hears a thud, and then goes, puts that button, hits yeah. the down button. <laughs> There's, I, like I said... This movie has shit in it that's like awesome, and it just there's something about it's just a different kind of movie. It's just this movie should be remade. I mean, this is a prime remake. This is what you should do with remakes: take a weird movie that nobody knows about that almost just, worked, that almost works, and then turn it into something. But like what Frank Whaley said, that's what uh, yeah. we talked about. Swing Kids. There's a movie. Remake that. He goes. Nazi swingers, yeah. amazing. Let's do that. Let's let's make it better. But he goes a movie that I was in. Let's remake that one. Another quote from Frank Whaley. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Say what again, motherfucker? Um, uh, he's he's black. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's a black. Yeah. Can I can I have a bite of that? Yeah yeah yeah. My my girlfriend is vegetarian, which makes me a vegetarian too. <laughs> Frank Whaley has a weird career. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's one of those guys that you could pick out in a crowd, but I can only name a couple things he's in. But he's in a lot. He shows up in JFK out of nowhere as uh, as uh, Lee Harvey Oswald the second. Yeah. I thought that was a. Uh, if I got paid two bits for a shot up target, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was that son of a bitch Kennedy. 
What's that movie has a mustache and like longer shaggier hair? <sighs> Fuck. It's like later in his life. Oh, he's in a lot of those. There's a lot of those with his hair hairstyle. I think it's a period. Oh, I'm not even going to worry about it because I'm not going to remember. Anyway. Well, um, I'll, I'll look up Frank Whaley. Um, okay. So I already showed this with a weird cutout soundtrack. Uh, the next thing that happens is he goes down the elevator, goes to Frank. And then Frank's like, he's sitting there with his accountant. And he's just like typing into it. And he's like, bottle of, you know, this wine is $85. And and they're talking about yeah. Big Eddie's wine shipment that's coming. You realize after three minutes of conversation about the prices of wine, that's what they're talking about. Because they yeah. don't tell you. It just starts mid-conversation. And then he's like, that's their breakage report. And I want you to make sure it's it gets broken. Yeah. And then they send out... Um, Richard Harris, you know, what's this Harry crown to go get, to go stop this wine on the bridge and crash it into the, in the river. They're doing a fucking Boston Harbor thing, I guess. And then it ends up being a setup because they knew they were coming. Yeah. This scene, I will admit, this is where I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Because I saw a bunch of shootouts and they eventually pushed a truck into the, into the river or the ocean or whatever the fuck they are, the harbor. I don't know what city this is in, honestly. Frank Whaley's in a Twilight Zone episode 2002. Which one? Mr. Motivation? Uh, Martin Donner, Twilight Zone, episode, uh, one episode 2002 doesn't say. Hold on. Uh, Future Trade. F- okay. Season one, episode 20. Well, it's got to be season one, but yeah. 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 Oh, there was only one season, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Oops. They, they did 44 episodes or something <laughs> that year, but there's only one I season. Guess. Shit. But, uh, yeah, they, they pushed the, the car into the harbor. And I didn't see what the fuck happened, so maybe you could fill me on in this. Because the next thing I see, he's going back. And for some reason, he's at some girl's apartment. And all the women look the same. So I was like, is this the same girl who's the, no, the that, tit girl? That, he, he goes, um, <clears throat> so they, they get they get shot up. And so he jumps in the river. And he's all kind of banged up because it was a big fight. Uh, the one-armed guy uh, was gonna was trying to kill him. He jumped was, in the river? Set up. He because he tells uh, he pushes he goes to Teddy he goes you got a place you can go he goes sure you get to it he throw, pushes him off the bridge and then and that's when Richard Harris does his dive into the water oh really he does this really nice dive from the from the bridge into the ocean and then he goes to um, he's at Uncle Eddie's um, girlfriend's Uncle, house Uncle Frankie's Uncle Fra- Uncle Frank's girlfriend's house yeah. the girl that ends up being the rat. And, and that's who's, and can I yeah. pause you right there? This Comes girl confused the shit out of me. Because she I, looks like the other girl. Well, exactly. That was yeah. one part, and I went, okay, she's a different girl. All she does, she gets yeah. him a drink. She sits down. <clears> she clearly wants to fuck him. And he's like, he, he reaches around like to grab her, and he grabs a bottle of booze and walks away. And then he goes in the mirror, and he takes his robe off, and you see his ass. And I'm like, thank God for that shit in the mirror. because otherwise, you, you didn't see his big cock. It'd be a massive drunk cock. <laughs> Oh, he's British. It'd be... <laughs> I don't know. He, he looked like he had a big uh, dong hanging out when he puts his underwear on. Yeah, but who knows what he put I in there. Know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, she she opens the slat, and she's watching him. And he's kind of like... He already told the bitch to get him a robe. Yeah. And he comes out, and he's still nude. Not the Bichon. He, he, put, he puts his guns on his shoulder. Yeah. He puts the robe on. And he goes and lays down on bed. And she's like... When's the last time you slept? And he goes, 14 years old. She's like, you rest. I'll, t- I'll wake well, you when 14. it's ready. She takes off her robe, gets in bed with him. And she's like, Harry, 
it's time. Yeah. It's like, okay. And he's like, shut up, bitch. Go go away. (laughs) He only has eyes for Buffy. But Buffy's so insecure, and I get why she is when you see that scene, but... uh, yeah, well, that's the, the, I was going to mention, that's the funniest part is when Buffy see, uh, brings a school bus the oh, next morning. That, this is the bad shit, crazy shit that happens. Great. In Maybe that's where fucking Nolan got the Dark Knight bus idea from. Yeah. It, was this movie. What, let's pause on the bus for a second. I want to say the whole reason I brought all that up is to say why she confused me so much was she goes, she's sitting there and he goes, He's like, who are you? Frank's already got a wife, so who are you? She goes, I'm not Frank's wife. Yeah, I'm his daughter. He goes, he's got one of those too. And she's like, well, you see, you get a you get a nice older Irish man, and he can adopt a girl. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, part of the problem is I don't know what's a joke and what's not. So I'm like, he's fucking her, right? That's why she's there. I, I assume yeah. that, but I'm like, yeah, did he really adopt her? Why are they no, saying? I, th- this? I think I think he did. Because legally he could adopt someone, and that's why he does that. And that's so creepy. It's just weird. Yeah, it's a weird subplot thing. But and why have that in the movie? And, and the problem is they had to fill time. I don't know. The problem is for me at that point, the comedy is all over the place. That I didn't know if she was joking or just or or serious. That she's not fucking Frank. She's literally his adopted daughter. And that's it. And I'm going. Well, I took it at face value. I just thought, oh, that's their arrangement. Like they're fucking. That's what it seemed like. She, yeah, she's an adopted daughter. Like on on top of that, for maybe tax reasons, but they can write her off. I think it would have been better if they handled that scene differently. Yeah, where so a little bit different dialogue that made it a little more obvious, just a tad bit more obvious. Where she's yeah. like, but you know, we, you know, and the conversation gets cut off. It's literally four extra words. Three extra, whatever. Yeah, but something like that. Yeah. Something, and I was like, no. "Oh, okay, is this happening?" Or, and then they go to sleep because he tells her to fuck off. They clearly didn't fuck. No. And then the next day, <laughs> Buffy shows up on a school bus and storms in, and she's like, "Who's this girl?" And she goes upstairs, and she's freaking out on on Harry because he is. She assumes they fuck because why not? I mean, she's wearing like nothing in a robe, see-through robe. Yeah. And then he never, ever, as far as I saw or heard, told her that they didn't fuck. No. He never acknowledged it. And I think he does it on purpose because he's just like, he's basically saying, if you don't believe me, then what's the point? But he never denied it, so. Well, that's the thing. He just plays it cool. But my favorite part was when she's yelling at him, and he gets up and puts the sheet over himself, and he walks into the bathroom. Because he's covering himself, which was funny. Because like, she's seen him naked. He doesn't need to cover himself up. It's just it's like he's a little kid and he doesn't want to show his wang. It's right it's here. Like, I have it. So that, funny. That yeah. did make me but laugh. It's so goofy because he does it over the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like it's like he's like he's wearing a cape. And he was already nude walking around. He doesn't give a shit. There's like Woody Allen kind of there, buff Woody Allen. Watch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's like a Leave little kid. Around. That's what a little kid does when they leave the room. Yeah, he has <laughs> Dracula cape on. He's going to go fly. Like, for some reason, they're freezing in the middle of the night, and they have to... Mm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I do that I do that still to this day. Just, if I have a nice blanket, I'll just wrap it around oh, and I, walk away. I live in Phoenix. I don't use a... I haven't used a blanket no. in so long. Yeah, you don't need them over there. I, I do... We, I sleep, and my fan is right here. 
like it's and I sleep and I'm like three in the morning I'll like put a little bit on me because it's it's just a cold right there like in the yeah. fatty parts like in my side you know my love hand <laughs> I get a little cold so I put the blanket on right there it's yeah. the corner of the blanket I have my own separate blanket inside the, the bed yeah. it goes out <laughs> the corner goes on me and that's it yeah, that's all you need otherwise I'm just sweating through the sheets so yeah well, no, uh, we just got through our, uh, we had 113 degree weather. We had uh, 100 degrees for like six days straight. And then we had two weeks of that. And now we're kind of in the 90s now. That sounds like no 100, de- no 100 degrees. In, Dude, in, it's uh, it's 94 right now here. Yeah, 79 right here. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, fuck that. I ain't dealing with that. It's not that bad when you're inside, but I also burn hot too. So I sleep hot. So at night I'm just yeah. like. Yeah, it's, it's, anyway, um, yeah, he goes in there, he, she's like, you're a piece of shit, I can't believe you, like, you're, I hate you, and he's just sitting there going, oh, Buffy, she's like, don't call me that, he's like, oh, girl, (laughs) what's going on, girl here? Kid, 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 kid. yeah, sorry. He goes, kid, all right, kid, I'll call you kid, because I fucked you when you were 13. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that night, you whore? (laughs) But she gets, so... They get in the school bus, and there's a chase. There's a nice chase where she keeps getting madder because the girl keeps throwing herself onto Harry, like holding on to him and like yeah. being really aggressively like, oh, yeah, we fucked. You don't admit it. We fucked. This part made me laugh. And then she's just going, oh. And then she tries yeah. to kill her. She opens the door and boots her. She opens the door, her. yeah. No, she doesn't boot her. She swerves to the left, so she'll fly yeah. out the door. And, and Richard Harris catches her. Yeah. And he closes the door and he just looks at her and he just goes, and I, it's a, it's a pretty decent chase scene. It's a pretty fun. Frank, Frankenheimer. If, yeah. If, if you're not a fan of him at all, if you're listening to this, he's really good with cars. Yeah. He, he refuses to speed up the footage. He's one of those guys. He's an old school guy. So he made, he made two phenomenal car movies. One of them's Ronin, yeah. which has the best car chase sequences ever. Yeah. Other car movie he did was Grand Prix. Or Grand Prix. Sorry, not Grand Prix. Grand Prix with uh, Burt Lancaster and a bunch of foreigners. Does um, French in that Connection 2 not have a car chase? It does. Yeah. Okay. Not, But those are the first two that stick to mind where it's like, this is fucking solid. Mm-hmm. And, and Ronin, they're going down the streets of Paris. And that's just what happens. They don't speed up the footage. He's like, I'm not doing that. I want this to look real. And holy shit, they just did it. They just sped through the, the alleyways of Paris. Wow. And they don't fuck around and in grand prix like literally about racing but it looks fucking awesome and he does the michael mann thing where he'll set the before michael mann did it but he'll set the camera on the front of the car and you just watch the guy racing no it's awesome that's a good movie too but the problem is it's like three or four hours yeah that's yeah yeah but it's a good movie that's a, that's a long one yeah um but yeah, th- this movie, the car chase sequences aren't that great, but they're fucking good. The guy's, she's driving a school bus. Yeah, and it's a school bus. Swerves, yeah. like, whips the yeah. tail of it around, and the other guy's chasing him in a car. And eventually she yeah, goes she, down in a parking structure and lets she, him yeah, out. Yeah, she takes a sharp turn, goes through a parking structure, she gets to Uncle Frank's place, <laughs> and she kicks him out, and she drives off. He's like, where are you going, girl? I'm going to school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a good joke. Yeah. Because uh, she's a teacher. She's a third grade teacher. Yeah, and then she leaves. Um, after that, he drops her off. He drops the girl off, and then he goes somewhere else. He goes to the, like, a, a grave site, right? He goes to the graveyard. 
Well, now um, uh, Eddie wants to talk to him. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that. That's scene. why. And they, they go to the they go to a cemetery. Takes him to the cemetery, and that's where you have the whole. You want a cigar, Harry? I get him from the same kid who gives him to Uncle Frank. Huh? He's like, like that. That's his character. Uh, I want you to work for me, Frank. This is Eddie. Yeah. Right here. This is the scene I watched. I mentioned earlier where I'm going, what? What's going oh, on? Yeah. Not, not the scene didn't confuse me. The problem I have with it is why did they shoot it with green screen? Watch. Nah, I, is there green screen? It's a still just... frame behind Eddie. Is it? And he is acting in front of a still frame. Mm. Watch. Watch this. Um, coming up i don't watch see still frame maybe it's not he's moving yeah but when i watched it i was like oh no. why do you do work for me howie the the next it's shot just, yeah it's, it's not it's angle. not this one it's the next shot where it shows the uh, over his left shoulder too i got a contract i could have broken it a bullet in your head one in your gut broken twice so they're moving it's fine is there much choice when does this happen? I don't want to play the whole scene. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Right here. Nobody oh. gonna stand up to that. They're moving. Is there gonna be a yell from the wolves? Why does it look like this though? It's it well, I think it's because he's too it's too separate. The shot is it's they're in a soft focus and he's moving, and I think that's what's Creating a distortion. So let's say they're really moving. It's fine. It's, it's not. Yeah. I don't think he's actually there or Richard Harris are actually there. I think this is all like him and the and the tree and the head are all put in front of this screen. It's like rear projection. They look yeah. so completely separate from them. Yeah. The lighting well, doesn't I, match up. The, his shadows don't make any sense. Why well, he's too he's too far away from the guys. And Richard Harris is too close to the camera. I think that's the problem. Well, and look, th- light, yeah. light on the on the, this side of the face, light on this yeah. side, light, light on this side of his face. It doesn't match. It, nothing are you, matches. Are here. you saying it's a conspiracy? No, I'm saying they they rear projected this fucking scene for some reason. Maybe they didn't get the actor or something. But it, it's bizarre we'll it looking. Let's see how it, well it looks. Is there going to be a squeak from the rats? There won't be a sound when it's over. It's clearly on a sound stage. Everything will be back to the same, except for one thing. There won't be any prank. There'll just be me. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it is a sound stage and the background's fake, but the guys are real. The guys are there. Uh, they yeah. aren't as wooden as I thought. They are moving slightly. They're but, moving. But look, those, that's studio lighting on his head. Well, that's what, that's probably what it is. The the, the background is... is um, it's rear projected. It's a screen. And then these guys are real here and here because maybe they couldn't get it on that day because they were it was audio issues. On, maybe because outside is location. So yeah, it could be. But isn't that weird? Well, it's just a pickup shot there. It's a yeah. But they do the whole scene this way. Well, I mean, shit. Yeah. But I'm sitting there watching, going, nothing is matching here. Like, like you, you recognize when stuff doesn't make sense in the. I'm like something's weird here, and and this is clearly it. Like the lighting is on the opposite side. It's it's blue light. It's it's clearly up above. It's like their light is on the other side. I think I was just too focused on the cigar smoke. I was like, oh, what <laughs> yeah. cigar? 
it was just so shocking. I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I watching? I couldn't figure it out. I have a contract. Yeah. Me. Yeah, this guy's moving, so. There's nothing bigger can happen to a man than getting what he wants. I wanted more. You got the smoke comments. The the foreground's got smoke, so that's real. Then they show here. See, the lighting's completely different. Well, you know, maybe they ran out of time, and that's probably the the shots were all fucked up because the sun was going down. Yeah, it's just a strange, strange decision. Oh. All right. um, Frankenheimer trying to... Trying to fix a problem that just came up. Just a weird choice, but must have been like we have to do this. It it doesn't look bad. It just looks. Like, I was like watching it, like oh, this is like it's awkward. I feel like three D because it doesn't match the background yeah. at all. Um, at this point, they go and they find out um, that oh, I'm just kind of skipping forward because I don't want to go too much in detail. We're in an hour. Um, well, there's not much. That's like well, the. 20-minute mark, it's it, it's pretty much almost over at this point. Yeah, he finds out that his girlfriend was kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, they go to her school. They drive in there. and then Which is hilarious because the kids are all excited. <laughs> yeah. It's like, your teacher got kidnapped and was beaten, and then they put a whore on a bomb <laughs> in your classroom. So these kids are fucked up. They walk up to the classroom. They look in. They see a bunch of, like, all her furniture is tossed over, and they see... Yeah. This guy, um, whose hair gets bigger throughout the movie, I swear that was an inside joke. Yeah. His hair gets like, but right. he, he looks in, he sees that the whore that he likes with the nipple, the boob lady. Rob Lowe slash Crispin Glover. <laughs> yeah. And she's, she's on a chair. She's tied there. Here he goes. He tries to unlock it. He's like, hmm. He's, he's looking, because he, he knows something's up. He's smart. <laughs> Puts his fist through it. Very calculated. Opens yeah, the door. That was, oh, play, play that part. Play the part where he breaks the window. Because that's such a crazy. It's like, bah! oh, here it is. It's Perfect. hilarious. Because and but the sheet falls on his arm. That like that looks like glass. that looks like real glass. Yeah, I know. It it looks dangerous as fuck. Cause watch this. Watch. It he did smashes it. it here. Watch this kid right here too. After the window yeah. breaks, this kid is just like, what the fuck is happening? What am I here for? What? Second piece falls down right now. What? What? Boom! That could have cut his fucking arm off. Like that? I don't even think that was safety glass. No, That's, that that might have been real glass. That looked like real glass. Like you could tell yeah. it's sugar glass. And that was. There's still shards there. Do you think uh, Fringham was like, Richard? Don't be a pussy. Just. No. Push your fist through there. I think Frankenheimer's like, oh, we need uh, sugar glass. Go get it. Richard Harris is like, fuck it, I'll do it. No, I no, I got it. About, I don't give a fuck about sugar glass. <laughs> Put it in me glass with my whiskey. Oh, fuck you. Not a <laughs> fucking pussy. I'll do this right now. Fuck you. I'll do this, this and I'll, be- then this I'll fuck that actress me, over there. This guy behind me is going to turn into a bird. <laughs> James Marsden here is going to turn into his hair is going on control. <laughs> but uh, he's got his whore on a bomb. I gotta go get a bomb off, which reminded me of Lethal Weapon Two, by the way. Yeah, the toilet one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's definitely. Where this comes from. No. It was. They go in there, and Richard Harris is like really he takes his shoes off, and he's very carefully walking over everything because he, he figures there's a bomb in there. And you know, he starts to figure out, and he takes the box off a shoe box, the lid off a shoe box, and he sees that there's like a counterweight and a bullet. Yeah, that was odd to me because I thought it was going to be like 
a, a bullet is going to shoot into her ass. Yeah, but there was a bunch of C4 right there. Yeah. So I was like, what's the C4 bullet so for? I guess it's a bomb. I guess it spark makes a spark. But I was like, yeah, I don't know. Take yeah, the bullet out. We're good. But yeah, he takes the thing off her very slowly. It goes on forever. But it's also an effective scene, so I didn't mind it's watching It's really this. good, yeah. It, it is. He's very careful. Yeah. And then she's out of nowhere. I was, you know, she was working earlier and she takes calls and I was like watching the scene and I only had it quiet and I was like, all right, it's really quiet. So I turn it up and she's, she's like, Benjamin. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's it. I can't stay still anymore. Whatever his name is. I forget, but she uh, screams Benji his name. Or... Yeah. And he, and he, and he goes, baby. And he's like, he starts to walk in there and Harry's like, shoes, shoes, come on. He slowly walks in, and it's just him taking off four things. That's all it was. Well, it was, it was taped string on yeah. her body, and it had and like a counterweight. Ta- in ta- there. Yeah, he's taking the tape slowly off her thigh because there's a scene where he like he takes the, the coat and lifts it and sees all the tape, and she goes, "I don't think I can do it." Just you're gonna have to shut up, <laughs> shut up. You're gonna have to do it. Stay still. I I, I have zero complaints about this scene. This scene just worked. No, it's very good. Yeah. Also, there's no comedy in this scene. So there yeah. you go. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Tonally inconsistent. The scenes where it was consistent with one tone, I was fine with. They He tells her to shut up, and then he gets her off, and she passes out, and he carries her, and gives her to the guy. And, he, and that, that one scene, the, the one part where she goes, What do they take her? She says, Yeah, they hit her pretty bad. And then they gave her the needle. He goes, He just looks pissed. Yeah. And he finishes taking her out and. Well, I, but the best part is he doesn't take the bomb at the building. They just they walk out. He's carrying her. He does the Heath Ledger Joker thing. Oh, it's awesome though. That's a great bit. That's a great scene when he's walking and blows up behind him. He just he's pissed. And he's gonna go kill everybody. Um, that, that's what he, he goes to Uncle Frank and he goes, "I'm gonna go get him." He goes, "It's a trap." You know, it's a trap. They're gonna kill you. He goes, "Not this time, Frank. I'm doing this myself." Yeah. Yeah, this is great. So this is, this a is school. awesome. It's like uh, what movie? Oh, Die Hard Three, Die Hard with the Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a fake bomb. I'm gonna stick this chair up your ass. So here we go. You hear the fly? <laughs> he gets the Heath Ledger Joker walk. Yeah. Explosion. Yeah. The... And all the kids are happy because they don't have to go back to class. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Ever because yeah, because they got bomb. part of the building fell on them. No, but that was the seventies. Kids were made different then. They didn't have no pussy teachers telling them we have to talk about your feelings. They probably were just like, okay, go back to class. But my seat's on fire. Shut the fuck up. Sit down, you little brat. Are you on it's, fire? Not, not yet. Then shut the fuck up. A different time. A different time. You want a cigarette, kid? You want to smoke? Oh man. So what happens after they, that? Yeah, they they have goes, the lethal, lethal weapon ending when they go to the factory and then. <laughs> you go no, it's not even a factory. It's a, it's a it's a laundromat for like hotels, and that actually was an awesome scene because the workers are working, and it's so loud they don't hear the gunfire, and like they're shooting at each other. Yeah, and uh, a lot of shooting. A lot of shootings going on, and then the, the the alarm goes off for the day at the end of the day bell hits. So they all walk out, and they, they, they have the gun. The gunfight's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. The action set piece at the end is actually pretty good. And, like, you know, um, Richard Harris is on all the conveyor belts, and he's going through the machine with his two guns, and then he gets a machine gun, and he takes out everybody. Now it's Die Hard 2. 
And then it's Die Hard 2. Yeah. And then uh, Uncle Frank, sh- he, he, kill, he kills, uh, he fights the James Bond villain. And he cuts off his mechanical arm. They- and then he punches him into laundry detergent pool. A pool of laundry detergent. They have like a weird shootout where they shoot all the guys in the office. Yeah. A lot of this is reminding me of the video game of L.A. Noir. Yeah. But they go in there. He, he shoots them and he goes, it's just, yeah, eventually it's just, uh, what's his name? And, they, and he knocks him off that thing, kills him with detergent, like you said. And now it's just uh, Big Eddie. Yeah. He's got the girl. She's clearly like doped up. And then he's just like, well, that's when he backs out of the room, right? And that's when he kills the guy. But then it's just Big Eddie left. It, this is where I get confused and hard to describe. Because it's kind of like the same thing two or three times in a row. Yeah. Big Eddie. Um, can you he describe shot- this? I'm trying to remember exactly how this went down. I'm no, struggling. Well, because uh, uh, Richard Harris is fighting the James Bond villain. Yeah. And as he's coming back. Uh, Uncle Eddie, uh, Uncle Frank kills Fast Eddie or uh, Eddie, and he shoots him because the girl. That's what it was. Okay, he shoots. It looks like he shoots the girl in him, but he just shoots Eddie, and the girl falls out of his arm, and he falls down. Yeah. Okay. And then Uncle Frank comes up to him, and, and Eddie goes, "I had a good run, didn't I?" He goes, "You sure did, kid. You sure did." He goes, "I almost beat you." He goes, "Yeah, you did, kid. Good job. You did a good job." He goes, "Hey, hey, Uncle Frank." I want to leave you something. Your girl, she worked for me. <laughs> and he dies. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's why I, got, I, I doubled it up in my head where I thought he went after Eddie and then uh, James Bond villain comes out and then he goes back in there. But no, those separate scenes. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, no, just, yeah, it happens. Basically, Uncle Frank just shows up out of nowhere. I was trying to remember which him. one of them was shooting the machine gun and... Uh, Harry just holds up another guy who's screaming. Yeah, no, yeah, that's before. That's when the when the one armed guy comes, and, and he. I want to play right. that because that There's shit's hilarious. Guy. It's right here. It's so great. This made me laugh. Just how much he screams. There's a guy who he shot. What, like I said in the in the L.A. Noir thing, when they're going up to the office up top. So was this was this guy just pretending to be dead? No, so he, he was he, he was injured, maybe pretending. I don't know. I, I but don't he's like know. laying over a railing, and then Harry yeah. walks about behind him after he had to toss yeah. out his his ivory guns, and then. <laughs> uh, he's gonna talk some more here. It's but... gonna make me feel good. It's <laughs> uh, so bizarre. It's How so much weird. he screams is it makes that scene. Oh man! <laughs> like he that first bullet like brought him back to like oh, oh no <laughs> oh man it really hurts I don't like getting shot this sucks not a good way to wake up what I'll never complain about waking up to like the UPS guy again. Doorbell. That's got to be worse. Just slightly. Oh my god! Yeah, that 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 part made me laugh. I thought that was great. <laughs> Holy so shit! Stri- there is some stuff in this movie that is fucking hilarious, and it's on purpose. You're not laughing awkwardly at the movie. Yeah. The problem is, it's really few and far between. Most of it, you're just like, is is that a joke or really? Well, it's yeah. a, it's a head scratcher. This yeah. movie definitely is that, but I think. I don't know, it's, it's interesting. It's different. It's like I, I, you know, I kind of like that. It's just I, I'm just 
probably I'm just sick of the same shit that I've been watching. I agree. Like yeah. saccharine. This is something completely different from the seventies. And you're just like, wow, what a breath of fresh air. But it's still got its problems, but it's still pretty entertaining. This is where I get a problem rating it. But one yeah. last thing before we get to the rating. He I wasn't sure if it was a joke when, when he's saying she worked for me, blah blah blah. Right. And he's like, yeah. Is that true? She's like, It's not true. I, I swear, Frank, it's not true. No, no. And, and he, he grabs goes, her. It is true. And as he's walking up to her, it cuts. And then we see yeah. Richard Harris getting on a boat with a he he drives up in a car and they meet up with a, his partner with the long hair whose hair is ridiculously large by this time. And uh, I'm gonna pull I'm gonna show his hair here because it is ridiculous. It's doubled in size since we first saw him. <laughs> here we go. And then I, I looked up his uh, girl for the baby. <laughs> it's twice as big. See Harry? He's trying to be Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah. Buffy, <clears throat> Buffy. Yeah, they get on the they get on the boat. Um, one of the one of the a car pulls up. It's one of the black gang leaders who we mentioned yeah. before. And all that this is, is all you see of him. And he hands a gun to a to this guy here above the car. This cop, the the, the driver here. Yeah. And then they leave on the boat. Later on, uh, you know, I don't know how much later. Maybe twenty minutes. Um. They leave on the boat, and then another one pulls up to the side of it, and the guy gets out of the boat and gets on board. And do you want to do your impression again here? Well, well yeah, you, you'll see it real time right now. Let me fast forward a little bit here. Oh, I, f I went too far. Fuck. It's so hard to do this. Okay, ready? The guy gets on the boat. He's clearly there to kill him as per this other gang leader's uh orders so here we go this guy's got a gun there he is harry's waiting for him looks like michael kane right there are you michael kane or richard harris <laughs> yes to kill richard harris yes Hey, Michael Caine worked with Frankenheimer as well on the Holcoff Covenant from 85. He just fucks off back to his boat once he came. That's why you never, <laughs> ever... If, if Richard Harris takes his glasses off, that's when you know trouble's coming. And he just goes... Puts it back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did that before in the movie, too. That, that was set up early yeah. on. Yeah. And everyone has the same reaction because they're scared, they're afraid shitless of Richard Harris. For some reason, it feels like a guy where his reputation precedes him, where he doesn't yes. actually have to do much after that. Yeah. Like, people are like, he's like a ghost of the underworld. Like, he'll fuck he's, you, he'll kill you. He's John Wick before John Wick. But, it, but John Wick does stuff. I feel like yeah. Harry just paid for people to say he's like John Wick and then never has to do anything. With a pencil. Where he's like the serial killer, or once you find out he's after you, they kill you. Like Neil Breen did a fucking movie like that. <laughs> once they found out Neil Breen was after him, they killed themselves. Like, fuck you, Neil Breen. But Neil Breen. That's, that's a... Maybe that's... I'll suggest that to Pete. We should do a Neil Breen movie for the 30th for Adam. Oh, my God. He would have loved that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'll suggest that to him. Um, yeah. I could play the movie too. I don't think Neil Bruno Sue. He will. He's a real estate guy. He has a lot of money. Why are you doing this to me? 
What is this movie for? Why? Why am I here? Fucking Neil Breen, weirdo. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's one more scene. After that, is we just see the ocean again. Where this is our other uh, our bookend, yeah. where it's just and it's uh, Big Eddie and his girl, <laughs> the 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 adopted daughter of, of yes, of yeah. Uncle Frank just. And we get the same voiceover again, which is just so fucking weird. Yeah, that's why I feel like the, the, they didn't know how to end it, so they just kind of went, ah, fuck it, let's do this. If I want to share anything from this, it's going to be the opening, but let's just see the ending real quick. Or later they come to an end. This ending it's, was it's shot, the music. In, shot in Florida. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. It literally looks like an underground graveyard. Look, there's like a fucking yeah. tombstone because they're brick. You know, they're, they're cement shoes. Yeah. The skeleton. They're all separated exactly like how a graveyard would be. Yeah. It's the beginning and end shots in the water are the best thing in the movie. Yeah. They are solid. This opening scene after this. What do you say? Sorry. What's his name? Lichtenstein or uh, Stru- Roy Lichtenstein. Yeah, Lichtenstein. But the opening, they throw the body in there, and then we see yeah, the like, east side. They sprawl on the bottom, just a lot of spongy junk, puffing up. I'm curious. I want to freeze frame on some of these faces because I was curious how. Because I'm like, they all look fresh, like very fresh. And rusting out. Things get old around. Okay, so they write like funny things on their thing, like, and that yeah. seems like a calling card for the cops to find, because. I mean, even the one of the show guy with like in a wheelchair and he has the the legs on, like he has a cast on his legs. And it says like get f- get better or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Like who? I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to say with that, but I think it's just supposed to be funny, and that's it. Yeah, it's just but yes, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, the gallows humor shit. Yeah. Um, but what what's your rating? Rating what, what number? Can you go first? <sighs> I'm gonna give it a solid seven. I figured as much because you said that earlier, but yeah, I mean, I think seven is right. It's just, it's a, it's different. It's a different movie. And I've never seen a gangster movie like this. And I really feel like you could remake this and really make it work, but it has to be Keanu Reeves. No, no. (laughs) Uncle Frank, what do you want from me? Real quick. How would you remake this? Because the Coen Brothers did remake this. It's called Miller's Crossing. It's a much better it's movie. Very, very Miller's Crossing. Yeah, Miller's Crossing is a perfect blend of comedy and and drama. Yeah, this is a failed attempt at both. To the point where I'm like, who is this for? But also, it's so early. It's 1974, and it feels way ahead of its time. Yeah. So there is a real love hate with this movie for me. Yeah. I loved half of this, and I hated the other half. Yeah. So I'm going to give it, this is how you know I'm being honest about Frankenheimer. I'm going to give it a five. No. I think I will like it a lot more on subsequent viewings, but. Well, I can safely say I'll never watch it again, but I did enjoy it. This is yeah. a movie where next time I see you in person, which if it ever happens, <laughs> fuck you. We should watch this together. <laughs> Because I am curious, yeah. and I want to focus on it and be like, all right, we need to help each other here. Because this is a, no. this is like a weird trip of a movie. 
with having no story, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like... It's just the basic hired gun comes into town movie. It's just, that's all it is. But I feel like we just watched Tenet, where I need to, like, sit, like, like, wait, what? Slow down. Uh, Rewind. And I'm like, but it's this fucking, like, joke around movie. There's nothing serious about it. Did you see a Quentin Tarantino's one word um, review for Tenet? Did he just say no? No, he said perfect. Oh, okay. Tarantino likes... I think likes big, uh, big movies like that. He likes everything. Everything he does. Tarantino doesn't have a I don't like filter, which I great. I wish He's, I could view the world that way. Wouldn't that be yeah. great? If you, that's that's always say like uh, on Family Guy where he goes talking to a bisexual. He's like when you go or a gay guy. He goes when you go to the locker. Is that like supermarket sweeps or is there some <laughs> some sort of what's I forget the word he uses, but. The forum. <laughs> like, I, I wish the like having being bisexual, that'd be great. Like anybody, yeah, fuck, I don't give a shit. Like I'm that sounds great. Like it really does. Like if I was into that, fuck out. Any who's come, who's nearby. What? Like that I mean, sounds the problem, amazing. The, the problem is the aftermath. Well, once it's done, it's like, oh, well, what do you say? Uh, I get out. I don't give a shit. Now it's, like, it's, it's like any other day. After that, after being get bisexual, out. you still have a personality. We can say, get the fuck out of my room. Okay, I'm done. You can go now. Uh, uh, get out of the hatchback, bitch. All right, bye. You're sleep here tonight, are you? It's my car. I figure, because we're both dudes, and I do dudes and girls, you just leave without me asking. But so, you're kind of uh, like a soft chick. Get out of here. Who leaves the uh, Wendy's dumpster first, you or me? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean... I'm waiting for that Frosty to throw itself down here. Hey, if you're fucking dudes, you might as well fuck him in a Wendy's dumpster. <laughs> like, what sounds so fascinating to me about two guys is the pretense of I want to hang out with you for you is gone. Yeah, no, that's I want to fuck you, and that's well, it. That's what my, my, my uh, gay friend says. Is, oh, it's just so much, it's easier. He says... You just you just hook up and you go. You're done. It's like that's it. You don't you don't even need to say goodbye. Yeah. Just. Uh, you know how many times I've had uh, to just like I was trying to go to sleep. Knuckles. And she's like next to me. Yeah. She's next in the bed. And she's like, uh, it's like uh, four a.m. I'm gonna, gonna say go twice. <laughs> you gonna go home now? It's four a.m. I'm trying to go to sleep here, and you're you know, you're parked in my parking spot. I was as parked in your parking spot. You're, now you're in mine, uh, and I don't want you there. Can you can you go? Can you go home? No, you call the cops, and so there's a woman <laughs> in my bed. I didn't. Uh, she, I don't know who this bitch is. Can you get her out of here? No, that's when you get a rape charge. So maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's probably, probably a bad idea. You got to have security cameras in your house if you're going to do the shit like that. that no, I have them sign a waiver before any, any time. I have, Even I have that, you have to have on camera. Well, I, oh, I got the camera. Just so, like just uh, and get Dennis from. <laughs> it's always sunny. Just like American Psycho. Yeah, you gotta have a that a loop and you're like, hey, cops, watch this. It's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> and you're just like talking to them in real time. Hey, cops, she's probably gonna say I raped her. Are no. you uh, authorizing this? Yeah, you are. Okay. Total, total consensual. Fifteen, you say? Oh shit. Fifteen dollars? Yes, <laughs> I'm going yeah. to prison. Shit. 
Oh, well. So, Dick. Back to prison for me. <laughs> Hopefully I get the same cellmate. <laughs> I will say this. Um, first of all, I have the disc here. It looks like there's cum in her eye. Yeah, slightly. Big giant mouth. It is a pulp comic art. Yeah, it's, uh, it's this has art. some weird artwork on here. Where that's clearly choice. a Bond thing. Look at it. Yeah. yeah. It's clearly going for James Bond. Look at that. It's just 100% James Bond. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the company that released it? Was it uh, United Artists or MGM or who is the Usually it works for MGM, but this is Fox. 20th Century Fox. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Trying to, yeah, maybe that, that was their marketing department. They're just like, oh, fuck. How are we going to promote this movie? Uh, fuck you. There's like James Bond. Let's do that. No, that's that's uh, clearly all chosen by the opening credits. They're clearly what they're going for for it. So Yeah. Just a st- think, strange movie. Well, I think what, hurt, what hurts it is... Uh, oh, shit. Um, the... Um, what hurts it was the music choices. That weird, that, that kind of goofy music. Boom. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I hate that. It's awful. It doesn't fit with the... But I was trying to think, like, was that because of the sting had come out and they did the same kind of musical cues and that's what they're ripping off? If that's true, that's sad because the sting is an Oscar movie. That's yeah. a really fucking solid movie. But was the sting before or after this one? That's seventy three, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, so this is after the sting. That, that one between the Godfathers, right? So that's seventy three. Yes, yes. So yeah, the first the first female producer to win a Best Picture Oscar, Julia Michaels or Hail Julia Vagina. Phillips. Yeah, it's it's great book, by the way. <laughs> her her autobiography, where she's just a coked up whore. I stung her. She's great. She taught, She basically shows you that what Steven Spielberg really, how Steven Spielberg is in real life. She kind of like, like he's he's just a user. He's just ugh. I hate Steven Spielberg. He's such a little scumbag. Was. Yeah, he's pretty much done. Now. I th- I think in two thousand or so he he leveled the fuck out. That's why Karen Allen's like, all right, I'll work with him again. He's not a piece of shit anymore. And that was his prime. It was so fucking great. But no, that's when also when he started going. I'll shoot these scenes. Everyone else shoot the rest. I'll shoot twenty percent of the movie. You guys can yeah, shoot the rest. He does that now. Yeah. Well, he's done. Red, Ready Player One. He probably worked on that for like two weeks. He's probably in the booth going more CG. Well, that's George Lucas. Sorry, I was doing my George Lucas <laughs> impression. Can you, can you put more CG. <laughs> on Drinking my that? coffee. I have, I have some CG gel over him. No, he, just do that. Yeah, he's a weird man. I've never really loved Spielberg. It's a love-hate with him. I like his movies, most of them. I don't like all of them. Yeah, I think he's about, he's probably an 80% to me. This is where Adam and I disagreed mostly on movies. He likes the big tentpole movies like Jaws yeah. and like the big spectacle movies. And I'm like, Jaws doesn't, he spent, he... Adam sent me Jaws twice. He he kept sending it to me because he sent it without a disc. And he's like, fuck, and he sent it again. And then he sent War of the Worlds. He didn't, in the DVD case he sent me, it didn't have the disc, which I have Wait, if you want that disc. So he bought, on, me the, he, he bought me the Criterion Collection Blu-ray. And I'm like, fucking awesome, man. 
Like, but he loves those big movies, and I was like, I don't get, I don't, I like the indie slash, not like indie like this Zach pisses me off too because Adam would have fucking loved this, and I was I was getting ready for him right next time I saw him, but yeah, you show me, yeah, you showed the group that, but. Yeah, no. Oh, so fucking great. He's got a beer. It comes with a beer can. <laughs> How fucking great is that? Yeah, it's fucking NECA. And again, next week we're doing our tribute to Adam all week. Yes. Uh, on our side. This is for the LAW side because I did 207 podcasts with that man. It's a lot. And I talked to him six to eight hours a week and then non, like every day I talked to him. Mm. So yeah, it's it's definitely weird because there's stuff I wanted to show him and stuff I want to do with him and and yeah, none of that. I can't do any of that now. Yeah, and it's been weird at my house because she's like, "You all right?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like I, I'm taking it harder than I expected. Yeah, like I'm not okay. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it, it's just it's lot. I mean, yeah, it's you gotta you know, it's just it's one of those things. It's it's weird. It's surreal more than anything. It's just it's like yeah. yeah. It, and he, he was young. I mean, 47 is way too young. To die of something like no. that. And it sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. Because he, he had the surgery. I guess I'll share a little bit here. He had the surgery. He was having problems with his bowels. Like, blockage mm-hmm. after the surgery. That That's why he's in the hospital for so long. He finally got released. He's all excited. And I was talking to him. I'm like, yeah, you get to go eat cheeseburgers. He's like, not yet. I was like, all right, well, let me know when you can. And we're fucking around. And there's nothing. And so I'm like, oh, he fucking died of like intestinal blockage. What a shitty, literally shitty way to go out. Yeah, like that's fucking painful. Yeah. And that that it's fucking bumming me out. And yeah, it, it's a. Uh, I don't know if you, you saw my goodbye to him on the show the other night. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect to be like emotional when I was doing that, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, it kind of starting to come out. Yeah, because because right, I immediately went into like I need to talk to his family and figure out what they want mode. I was trying to fix right, you know, yeah. work on stuff, and so I I was just like just realizing like I haven't really processed it yet. So yeah, um, next that, week I, yeah, next week is we we fuck around on this show. We we like we were joking like we're dropping like flies like Final Destination, but that was like before it was real. Now it's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I want to do them right. So next week we're doing Eye the Beholder on t- on Monday actually. Um, cause that was his favorite episode. We never got to talk about it together, which sucks. Yeah. He's always wanted to, he loved that episode. I don't get it again. He likes the big, the big episodes and the big movies. And I don't well, get it. We have Hitler <laughs> with a, with a retard face. <laughs> you have to look like me. I call him pig Hitler. Pig Hitler. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, after that we're doing X on Wednesday, we're doing X files Two Twenty yep. humbugs. That's the last episode he chose. That'd be fun. And, that's what we're doing there. Um, and he loved Carpenter. He loved himself some Carpenter. So this is where it least... gets weird. Is the reason we started that show? I mean, you and I talked before because it was just you and I in episode one. And I said yeah. like, we did this because Adam loves Carpenter. And I wanted to talk about it with him. He wasn't there for the first episode, but that was the plan is to have him come on. He just couldn't make that first week. Yeah. And now it's a show we did with him, and we barely cut. Co- we covered like half Carpenter movies. So I'm like. That's going to be yeah. weird to do without him. Um, we're not doing that until July 28th, which will do mm-hmm. our top 10 comedy movies. So we can fuck around then and make Adam ghost jokes. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for like I said, Orville though, I want to I want to finish because him and I plan on finishing, and he was very excited too. So I'd love to have people on for that because that's gonna be hard. That's gonna that's gonna be the hard one for me to do because that was just him and I. Yeah. Um, well, that one you should probably do like guest hosts for for the whole thing because there's not much left to do that one. No, get, like maybe Pete on there and get get maybe Nick and. No, I need more yeah. than that because it's we're only six episodes done out of okay, thirty. Out of what like thirty? Yeah, we barely even, we barely even touch the surface, and I have all these posters with me and Adam on there, like like I did with you in the stand. No, like it was just you and me in the posters. I did the same thing with Adam, but there's way more episodes, and I'm like, just in this weird spot, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But um, no. not trying to get too serious tonight, but <laughs> it's it's definitely on my mind. Boy, it's just, yeah, got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, what happened. Next Can't, week, yeah. next week we'll talk in way more detail and we'll have more, yeah. more news. On the 30th of July, we're doing a thing on Pete's channel, which is his fucking title of his, the place to be reviews on YouTube. And also Adam, I'm going to stream on his, his YouTube page. It'll be the last video on his page. I figured it'd be a good send off for him. Yeah. And then I'm going to disconnect from his channel and just let yeah. it ride into the sunset. Yeah. So the 30th of July, we'll, we'll do a weird movie review. Now I want to do a Neil Breen movie, though. Because <laughs> I think Adam would have fucking loved and hated it. Yes, he would have. <laughs> should we do a Ken uh, Len Kabatazinski movie? Oh, yeah, maybe do Len Ken, or do Samurai, or, or Miami Connection, because you always talk about Miami Connection. That's one thing we talked about, Pete and I. Yeah, because well, I think they did Miami Connection, though. They did, twice. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they should do another Dave Sedaris movie or whatever. Yeah, um, Andy Sedaris. Dave Sedaris is the, is the, is the satirist. Andy Sedaris <laughs> yeah. is a terrible filmmaker. Yeah. And then Amy Sedaris is David's brother. His sister. Yeah, his brother, sister. Yeah. sister. No, yeah, you no, were right. Brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's a good... No. Um, yeah, we talked about doing Miami Connection. Uh, maybe. It's on, the, it's on the short list. You know, no. you know what we should do? Ninja Three, the domination, the the Ninja Three, because that's the one that he always talks about, and we didn't, we haven't done that one yet, and that movie is worth watching with a group of people. He did it though for, for Adam. Did he do that one? The question is, do we do a movie he wanted to watch or one he did and loved? That's where we get into the weird, yeah, murkiness. Pete and I will talk. He messaged me because he sent me that link, and I was like, what? I woke up from a nap. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, and nothing. Or, and I'm like. I checked his YouTube page. I'm like, oh, tribute to Adam. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I want to hate myself if I don't jump on. So I fucking had to. Yeah. And then by the time I got, I was like, they're talking. I couldn't jump on because there's only six people you could have on there. And I'm waiting in the in the lobby. I'm like, and they're talking about Andy Sedaris. I'm like, Adam loved his big fake titties. <laughs> and yeah. Finally got on and we talked about it for a while. And Pete's like, I would have hated if I didn't have you on. I was like, yeah, I would have hated myself too. So. Or we could watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh. That's, that's that I mean shit. If anything, that is who Adam was is Indiana Jones. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. If we can talk because Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's got that rub in there where did Indiana Jones fuck Marion Riverwood when she was twelve <laughs> years old? That's the big one. That's the big controversy of that movie. Did he fuck that dog named Indy? Did exactly. I don't know. The third movie makes me think otherwise. Okay. 
couple things I want to say, non-Adam related. We're done with you, Adam. Yeah, it's over. Done. No, but um, next on this podcast, I have the next three episodes chosen. Next episode is going to be 1957, a Playhouse 90 episode written by Rod Serling called The Comedian. Oh, no. It's written by Rod Serling. That doesn't mean it. It's not hey. Twilight Zone. It's a comedian. Uh-oh. No, but last time we watched a Frankenheimer Serling movie, it was Seven Days in May, though. Yeah. Fucking solid yeah, movie. Yeah. So It's very good. Yeah. Also uh, has, uh, what's his name in it? Edward, Edmund O'Brien. Oh. After that, we're doing uh, The Challenge from 1982, which Scott, Blen- Scott Glenn plays a ninja. Which is I watched it. I, I have it on Blu-ray. I watched it, and I'm like, what the fuck is it? It is fascinating. I'm gonna excited for that one. It is. It's not insane. It's just like, why was this made? Uh, after that, we're doing the Iceman Cometh, which is uh, what Lee Marvin and a lot of drunk people in a bar. It's based on a play. It's clearly a play. We yeah. watched the movie. There's two versions in the hard drive. There's the extended version, which mm. I've never seen, and I'm gonna watch. It's four hours long. Wow. The other version is three hours. Oh, my God. So I'll be here alone discussing that movie. Because <laughs> you and Jansen are not going to watch it, probably. I'll, I'll probably watch it. It's a good movie. It really is. Yeah. It uh, is I, I... real slow. Well, yeah, if I sat through Andersonville and this and Birdman of Alcatraz, I think you can do this one. I really enjoyed Ice Man Cometh. It's not nearly as good as other movies, though. But it is really good. Well, I want to see the play, so yeah, I'll watch yeah. it. Because I've never, I've never seen it. I've I'm going to watch the extended version, because I've never seen it. Yeah. I've only not? seen the original version once, so. Anyway, let's get out of here, right? Right. We're going really long shit. <sighs> All right. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick, dick it. LAWstudios.com. So long, Adam. Bye. Bye. You ghost bitch. Richard Harris is cool. <laughs> you ghost bitch, Richard Harris. Richard Harris is dead. Everyone's too. dead. Every, Eminem O'Brien, Richard Harris, Adam. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. <laughs> I mean, he'd been dead for 50 years, but sure. Dick Donner. Fuck. Dick Donner, Frankenheimer. God. Serling. Damn. Fuck. This is a cavalcade of death. Harold Ramis. Oh. Trying to think of other Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, oh man. <sighs> Bye, Billy P. Bye, Adam. Bye.